0: welcome to another captivating edition of the art of living proactively i'm your host tony winyard back with an inspiring new guest today i'll be speaking with the brilliant vicky jones a breathing expert who is using her vital knowledge to help long covid sufferers vicky will share her incredible story of recovering from breaking her neck while surfing and then later to contract COVID-19, which left her with debilitating long-term symptoms. She'll explain how learning proper breathing techniques through the Oxygen Advantage program has been a lifesaver in managing her illness. Vicky is now paying it forward by teaching customized breathing exercises to others struggling with long COVID's myriad of symptoms. She'll provide powerful insights into taking control of your health when traditional medicine fails you. It's an inspirational tale of overcoming adversity with grit and determination. Be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast player and YouTube. Great if you can leave us a review and hope you enjoy this breath of fresh air conversation with the remarkable Vicky Jones. Remember, leave your comments on our YouTube channel and do share the episode with friends. Welcome to another episode of The Arts of Living Proactively, and my guest today, Vicki Jones. How are you, Vicky? I'm
1: feeling good this morning, so a little win.
0: And so this morning, so where are you, because I know you're in the States, but I'm not sure which part.
1: I am in Arizona, so it is sunrise here, seven o'clock in the morning. It's going to be a beautiful day. We get a lot of sunshine here. The other thing, we're, we're at altitude as well. I'm at about 6,000 feet, what mm. they call the high desert, but just gorgeous right. scenery, lots of uh, mountains, great outdoor life here. So, I
0: think that what you mentioned about altitude, we'll come back to that <laughs> later on, because obviously we're going to be talking about breathing and so on. So we'll definitely come back to that. But let's get into, my guess always start with some sort of parable or metaphor. I believe you you have something.
1: I do. My little metaphor is you can't stop the waves, but you can learn to surf. And that really Um, hits with me. I've had two really major turning points in my life. And the first one was actually I broke my neck when I was surfing, of all things. And that taught me a lot about health. And the second one was getting COVID, which then turned into long COVID. And both incidences changed the path of my life and made me really open my eyes to a lot of different therapies to help me get better. So I am learning to surf on some very different waves right now. And um, right. like I said, that's my my little metaphor.
0: <laughs> and do you still surf? No,
1: <laughs> we're right. we're living in a landlocked state.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, you're not so near. No, to not water. so near to water. So when that the first incident happened, and it's funny because I'm not a surfer and I'm nowhere near the sea here, so I've never been a surfer. But my image of surfing is a very sort of relaxed thing, it's on beautiful weather and it's all calm and relaxed. I don't think it doesn't it wouldn't cross my mind that you could break your neck while by surfing.
1: <laughs> if you fall off your board you can <laughs> and hit your head on the bottom of the we- on the bottom of the uh, ocean floor, which is what happened to me. Right. It was but it is it's supposed to be relaxing. Of course it's all the things that we think of being healthy. We're outside, we're in the water, you're with nature. It's usually sunny. And you think of it as a health, a healthy outdoor activity. But unfortunately, on that particular day, it wasn't the outcome for me wasn't as good.
0: So you said, I forget how you were there, but you said that sort of was like a sort of change in direction for you. So what happened after that?
1: I broke my neck and that yeah. in itself was very debilitating. And I didn't know, I knew that I was very lucky to be alive because I broke C1 and C2, which is right at the top of your neck. And my whole life had been about activity and working out and exercise. And of course, I was immobilized for a long time. And afterwards, I was in a lot of pain. And I had to change the way I live because I lived because my the fracture was considered unstable. So they didn't quite know whether it would stabilize and I would be a, able to have a regular life again or whether I would need surgery and have it fused. So you live in this sort of seesaw of, mm, and then the pain that came along with it was difficult to deal with. And just the things that we take for granted in our life, like I used to love to run, and that was the first time in my life when I was unable to run because of the pounding. Um, right. And you just have to think more about your activity because things like falling and, um, you know, just impact really could change um you Know what was happening to me, but you know, the big thing was, I it made me open my eyes to the fact that how lucky I was to have survived it and how lucky I was mm-hmm. to be able to still be walking, and for and it also um, put me in a direction of natural health care. I'd got okay. into some chiropractic. Work to help me with the pain, and I got in with a community that really took me in and started talking about some alternative health
0: options. And what age were you when this happened?
1: It was two thousand and six. Not that not that long ago, actually, quite a long right. time ago. <laughs> but i I had children. I had children. I had three children who were honestly scared. To death they saw their mom who was active and they didn't know what was going to happen and as much as it happens to you it also happens to your family and it really yeah. I know it really scared them so yeah I was a, a mother at the time right. oh, I still am <laughs>
0: okay and so one of the Areas that we've got in common and how we got to know each other, we're both members of the Oxygen Advantage sort of community, I suppose you could say. And it's interesting, we're speaking before the recording started and I was asking you, how did you get involved in Oxygen Advantage? That's a fascinating story. Could you tell the listeners of that?
1: I got involved through contracting COVID. So I got COVID mm. in July of 2020, which was the first variant and I didn't, get, I didn't get bad symptoms, just a mild COVID with pneumonia. But I didn't get better. So I was this healthy, what I thought was healthy, strong, fit. I was working as a, a trainer. And I got COVID and then didn't recover. And it was at a time when there was a lot of COVID around, but the whole thing about long COVID was very quiet because it was something nobody saw saw happening. Mm -hmm. And I started thinking, this isn't right. I'm not, had incredible fatigue. I couldn't think, some days I couldn't get out of bed. Of course, my mind was, oh, I just, I can exercise through this. (laughs) Probably not the right right thing to Mm -hmm. do. But I had a lot of shortness of breath. And then I read an article in the Atlantic magazine about a program that was coming out of Mount Sinai, which is in New York, and it was called STASIS. It was a breathing program. And I enrolled in that. My husband helped me through it because mentally I couldn't comprehend a lot of things. And Mm. it was a breathing program, but it was too difficult for me. So my breathing was so labored and compromised. But as a trainer, I knew that the sort of the foundation of learning to breathe would help somebody like me. And they recommended, the stasis people recommended that I reach out to Patrick. And he runs or is the founder of the Oxygen Advantage and the Boutico um, breathing courses and I did both of them and (laughs) it's funny, long COVID is strange in as much as it's a very new issue that's come into society and the people that are Mm -hmm. suffering with it are the people that are driving the information about how, what the symptoms are and how we need to be treated and all all that other stuff. And Patrick was actually the first person who listened to me. He was compassionate. He was open to changing his ideas of what long COVID were and how breathing could help people with long COVID. So that's how I met you, Tony. And I'd already met Patrick and got onto that Mm. learning to breathe to help. Long co- people with long. Co-
0: so you mentioned about how the long COVID was giving you problems, or cognitively and so on. So the oxygen advantage, some of the information or something. The, the course is not that easy to begin with. I <laughs> Can't imagine trying to do that course if I'm impaired cognitively. So that sounds well. I had to. <laughs> yeah, well done. on getting through that. <laughs> yeah, I
1: had to do it a couple. I think I've done it like three times because every time oh. I learn something new. And often I would, often I'd sit and do the course. I'd have to just turn my video off and listen and go back and listen just so that I could learn the stuff. Mm. But it has been, it has really changed my life. And it has really changed my ability to deal with some of the, the symptoms and the, the long journey that long COVID puts you on learning to breathe properly, having breathing techniques has made a big difference. It is my kind of pillar for health. Mm.
0: I guess at this point we should maybe, because there will, there will be some people listening to this who probably will be unfamiliar with what the oxygen advantage is. I mean, it has been mentioned on previous episodes, but that doesn't necessarily mean everyone will know it is. So... Could you just explain what the oxygen advantage is, what Buteco is, and so on?
1: Okay, the I think the basic program or the medical program, as I would call it, is Buteco. Buteco hmm. is a breathing program that teaches people to breathe, to use breathing exercises to help with things like anxiety, depression, pain, sleep issues even things like COPD, asthma. So it really focuses on learning to nasal breathe in order to help certain medical issues. And that was invented by Dr. Buteyko. He was a Russian doctor who saw that a lot of people that were chronically sick were upper chest breathers and he had them all start nasal breathing, and a lot of their symptoms changed almost overnight. And Patrick then developed from the buteco, he then developed Oxygen Advantage, which is yep. more learning to breathe for performance, for health and for all the things that go with that. So there's kind of two pillars to it, but they're both focused on using your breath in the way that we should to make our bodies the the healthiest that they can be.
0: And and I guess what may surprise some people listening is there's so little understanding in for many people in, in breathing properly and what is functional breathing or Most people aren't even aware of what is dysfunctional breathing. But I guess some people might be trying to think, where does long COVID come into this breathing? How does that all match up? How does breathing help you with long COVID?
1: (laughs) All right. So before I got COVID, I didn't know this. I didn't know anything about breathing. Even though I'd been an international athlete, I'd done all this training for people, And I'd never focused on breath work. I think we talk about breath work for yoga, but when you get long COVID, one of the symptoms you get is you get very short of breath, very short of breath. And our whole body's changed. So I think there's like 300 symptoms that come along with long COVID. And many of them are very serious symptoms, but it's difficult to explain. You have things like heart palpitations. Or you have neurological issues. You have digestive issues. There's a myriad of symptoms. And most of them are untreatable by conventional medicine. So a lot of people with long COVID have been gaslit. You go and you talk to a doctor and you say, I'm having these issues, They run the gamut of conventional Western medicine tests. They all come back normal, and you feel like it's in your head. So when you learn to breathe properly, you can take many of those symptoms and give, we're just trying to calm the body down in all honesty because we are in a heightened state of anxiety. So we're in that sympathetic mode of fight or flight. We wake up with anxiety, or we wake up feeling fatigued, or you wake up in pain, and your body is like always just in this state of, and Mm. by using certain breathing exercises, we can then take the body from this fight or flight, into the rest and digest. So we have to be very careful with the exercises that we do because some breathing exercises, you can, what we call, stimulate the nervous system or upregulate. And the ones that we use for long COVID tend to be down regulations. They tend to be calming exercises because we have enough of the the upregulation with what's going on with our bodies.
0: Right. So once you learned the oxygen advantage method and Buteyko and so on, so were you initially, I'm guessing it sounds like you were just initially learning it just to, to help yourself. Yeah. And then it, what developed from there? I mean, what happened that? Like I
1: said, Patrick was so open to listening about uh, the symptoms of long COVID. And when I was a trainer, One of the things that we do when we have clients is we have to modify exercises. We have to make them um, applicable to our clients. And Mm -hmm. that's what happened with Oxygen Advantage. You have the basic nasal exercises that you're doing. You're inhaling and exhaling through your nose. But for people with long COVID, you have to modify them because our breathing is so dysfunctional and what mm. someone would normally consider a very achievable breathing exercise people with long covid cannot do and mm. so that's when ai saw how much it helped me if i was having what we call a, a relapse or an episode that are very mm. scary Then I could use the breathing exercises, or my husband could talk to me about what I should be doing to calm myself down. So you Mm -hmm. go down this road of, oh my gosh, here comes a neurological episode that I'm not going to be able to control. You can use your breath Mm -hmm. to help you get past that point of almost no return where you get into the upper chest hyperventilation. And just being very scared. And so when it helped me, I realized how much it would help other people with long COVID. So we have, with long COVID, we have an, an incredible support system on social media. Because that's the only way that we can support each other. So there's Facebook groups and other groups and people in their suffering. And you want to be able to help them because they're not getting Mm -hmm. answers from Western medicine. And so we go down, or I certainly went down a path of I need to doctor myself. I need to find things that I can use on a daily basis that are going to help with my symptoms that don't include Mm -hmm. going to the doctor. They include things that I have. Within my own control, that whole alternative medicine is, to me, what has helped with this long COVID journey. But the breath work is something that that's something we do all the time, every day, constantly. So if yeah. we don't change our breath, we're never going to get a different outcome with our health. Yeah.
0: And so as you improved your breathing and you were downregulated and then your cognitive functions just improved a lot as well, I'm guessing.
1: (laughs) On good days, yes. (laughs) The thing about long COVID is such a weird, it's just very strange because you can have a good day and here I am, I'm having a good day. You can talk to me on a not so good day and I am not going to be with it at all. So... It's almost like we have to celebrate our good days. We have to be very grateful for them. But, and I, you have to be careful because you don't want to live in that point, in that place of thinking, when's the next bad day going to come? But Mm -hmm. the thing that I do know is if I am going to have a bad day or a COVID episode, long COVID episode, I have got the tools to get me through the difficult
0: situations. One thing I didn't realize, and I've just realized as you were speaking then, is so it's now what three years since you initially got the long COVID, and you've still got long COVID. So it sounds like this is something what, that's never going to go away.
1: I'd hope that it will eventually go away. It, Tony, it's one of those things we don't really know. The, we don't know if we will ever fully recover. Right. Because there are some people that have recovered, but there are some people that are also three years in and they're still getting episodes of or relapses. That's what we call them, relapses. So it's an unknown thing. And that in itself gives you a little bit of anxiety. But once again, I'm going to go back to that's why we have to take control of our health. Because one of the things that long COVID has taught me is how important it is that we control our health. We take control of our health. We look for the solutions because we don't know how long it's going to last. And Mm. I want my good days to be really good. And if I'm going to have a bad day, I want those to be as minimally bad as
0: possible. So I'm wondering, is so the reason I got into the Oxygen Advantage, so I have a hist- I've had asthma since I was a mm-hmm. child, and this sounds like there's some similarities. I will always be asthmatic until the day I die. Using the Oxygen Advantage has enabled me to have control over my asthma, but it, it will never cure my asthma. But by doing regular breathing exercises, I'm able to keep it under control. There will be certain environmental triggers that will make me more likely to have an asthmatic episode but by doing breathing exercises I can again control that so it sounds like there's some sort of similarities there are there environmental triggers for you say for for (laughs) that
1: I have tried to see if there's a pattern of environmental triggers or any kind of triggers so long COVID is triggered by or um, episodes of long COVID are triggered by stress stress on the body. Hmm. And we don't know what stresses will cause a relapse. So it could be environmental, it could be emotional, it could be physical, it could be chemical. It's all of those things. And hence, I know cleaning up your diet, making sure you are eating really good food. We all mm. do a, a supplement routine. Exercise, which a lot of people use for to decrease stress, is an incredible stressor on someone that has long COVID. And managing mm. your stress and pacing is important. So, There's a lot of similarities, and you look for a pattern. So often if I've had a relapse, my husband and I will look for a pattern. Was there something that happened that caused this? And usually there isn't. It's just there's something wrong with people with long COVID. There's something going on with our autonomic nervous system. So the things that we take for granted, like digestion and heart rate and neurology, being able to think and our body temperature, that's all, and breathing, that all changes. We suddenly, it goes awry and you're Mm -hmm. left with, okay, what can I do? The only thing of, the only part of your autonomic nervous system that you can actually control is your breath. The rest of it You have to, it just happens.
0: So is it a case of everyone with long COVID, one of the main issues they have is their breathing? Would that be true to say? I would
1: say a lot of, let's go back to a dysfunctional breather. I would imagine that most Mm. people with long COVID prior to getting COVID were probably dysfunctional breathers. So,
0: you know, you get that
1: upper chest, breathing through the mouth, that hypervent, very fast breathing. So that's a dysfunctional breather. Now, I was one of them and, and a lot of people, so your question was about dysfunctional breathing. A lot of people have breathing issues. That's one of the things that comes along with the COVID virus. It has an effect on your lungs and your breathing function. The feeling of suffocation, Mm. which you know as an asthmatic, is Mm. very real with people with long COVID. The fact that when I, on a bad day, my BOLT score, which is the measure of my tolerance of oxygen, was something like three. Wow. And as a breath instructor, you know that that's... That that makes you feel like someone has put a pillow over your face. You are having trouble. You're having trouble breathing.
0: Yeah. So uh, something that was going through my mind as you were saying that in about dysfunctional breathing and so on, and I wondered whether the initial accident with when you broke your neck is if that contributed towards your dysfunctional breathing.
1: I don't know. I've always, thought of, <laughs> I've always thought of myself as a very healthy person. But I mm. think one of the things that we are learning now is we are not taught to breathe properly. And I don't know mm. what the number is, but I think in society, probably it's more than 60% of people dysfunctionally breathe. Even as an athlete, I ran marathons and reached a very high level of athletic achievement. Nobody ever talked to me about breathing. So I was a Mm. dysfunctional breather from early life. When I used to run races, you could hear me coming just by the fact that I was (laughs) my mouth breathing. And it's one of those things I don't even think we're conscious about. We're not conscious yeah. about breathing until you can't breathe. You probably weren't conscious about how difficult your breathing until you got asthma and felt that heaviness in your chest. And when I got COVID, that was the first time I was like, I can't breathe. I was in an accident one Mm. time, and I actually punctured my lung. And I can remember then thinking, oh, my gosh, I can't breathe. I still had one lung working, but thinking, Mm. and that just, your question just brought that back to me. And the feeling of suffocation is, is incredible. If you haven't, it's someone holding your head underwater. I think... So many of us are dysfunctional breathers, and it affects so much in our life. It affects our sleep. It affects our recovery. It, I mean, it affects your performance day-to-day life. It affects your ability to concentrate. Long COVID, is, it's been a very difficult time. I'm grateful every day that it has taught me so much about breathing. And the other parts of things that we need to do to keep our health as optimum as possible in the situation we've been given.
0: Would your Bolt score be very changeable day-to-day then? right,
1: Very changeable. And so is my HRV. So my heart rate variability changes day-to-day, and so does my Mm. Bolt score. And that was one of the things that, you know, when we... Talk to our clients about breathing exercises for long COVID. A normal healthy person could depend on their bolt score as an indication of whether their whether their breathing is improving. Now with long yeah. COVID, that's not something that you can depend on. You can it's it's like a, a zigzag. It does tend to go in the right direction, but it, you're having a bad day, then it's gonna drop right down.
0: So what have you found other the breathing exercises you need to do and how often do you need to be doing them multiple times a day, or what is it for you? I
1: do them multiple times a day. Obviously, my main focus is that I nasal breathe. If I'm not talking and I'm not eating, I am nasal breathing. Mm-hmm. And I usually wake up in the morning and I will do my breathing exercises before I get out of bed. And then if I'm able to go for a walk or if I'm doing some form of exercise, I'll do some warm-up breathing and Mm -hmm. I'll do the many small breath holds or just if I'm having a little bit of anxiety. I'll do some cadence breathing or left nostril breathing. I use it throughout the day just to down my system. If, if my heart rate starts going up, it's okay, I need to do some calming breathing. Or And then I'll definitely always do some breathing to down-regulate before I go to sleep. And I tape my mouth every single night
0: and so would you do you track your hrv you mentioned hrv so if your hrv is going down would you start doing some breathing exercises then
1: your hrv i only measure my hrv in the morning so that usually to me indicates how resilient i am to stress for that day so if my HRV has changed right. a lot, I tend to have a much quieter day. But one of the things with long COVID is you get these bouncing around of your heart rate that comes on very suddenly. So it can drop very low and then bounce very high. If that happens, I'll sit and I know to do my breathing exercises.
0: And um, would this prevent you from doing things to hormetic stress, like saunas and cold showers or anything with that?
1: I, I actually use those to help.
0: Okay. Right. So
1: I can get an immediate response with my HRV. If I do a, like I'll do a face immersion in ice water in the morning, that will increase right. my body's resiliency to stress and cold showers. I've done a little bit of cold water swimming. I understand mm-hmm. the benefit of those. It helps reset your autonomic nervous system. And you can see in the background, we have a sauna here, an infrared sauna, right. which I've used to try and detox our body because initially we thought we had, we, we don't know, but detoxing your body from spike proteins or some of the viruses mm. that, and also to it's a great place to sit and do some nice calming breathing exercises. Yeah.
0: And I, well actually, while we were on that topic of, of an infra- infrared sauna, and I think there's a most people still don't know really what, what is the difference between an infrared sauna and a regular sauna. So, so, how would you answer that?
1: That the infrared sauna has panels that emit a slightly different light. So, the regulars, the finished saunas is a dry heat, and they're putting, you have those stones, you put water on it, and you get a very dry heat. And the infrared saunas have a different heat source, and the radio, I think the radio frequency or the light frequency is a little bit Mm. different. The way that I was taught about it was that it gets right below that, skin level so some saunas are just you're sweating from that initial part of your skin but the infrared saunas Mm. get much deeper into your body and then you sweat that out so it's much more of a detoxification
0: and have you looked into things like red light therapy would that be helpful i
1: have (laughs) <laughs> One of the things that I do use is Rife therapy, using radio frequencies to help heal certain areas. I have not done light ther- red light therapy, and the other thing I haven't done is like the hyperbaric chambers, the ozone therapy. Right. But I think I've pretty much done everything else. <laughs> I've done the acupuncture... Done grounding, a lot of meditation, hypnosis, supplements, mm. and keeping a, a very clean diet. But I right. I go back to that whole thing is we have to find things that work for us in our daily life. Mm. And I have I'm very lucky that my husband is my partner in this we're going to find solutions that are going to help me and we've got a little routine of using certain modalities that are what I know is helping me get through the long covid
0: mm. and so living in altitude <laughs> must make it more difficult as well
1: thankfully i was living at, i'd already been living at altitude for 2 years before i got long covid so when you live at altitude, you adapt. So, I, initially, when my husband and I moved here, it was like he'd walk up an incline and just be going oh, breathlessness. And mm. but it it definitely does make a difference because mm. you could go out and walk and you would feel that feeling of suffocation, mm. that air hunger that we talk about with oxygen advantage. So. It's interesting because you think people that have trouble with asthma, the place we live in, Arizona, used to be a center that they would send people with asthma because they thought that was a therapy that, or the high altitude is a therapy that that would help them. But I know we're very close to Flagstaff and a lot of the world's top marathon runners come to Flagstaff to train because they're at altitude. Mm. And it, what it means is you get that adaptive reaction. Yeah. And then when you go back and do a race at sea level, it's mm. it's like a, a pro- performance enhancer.
0: And so when you're at sea level, do you yeah. notice any difference?
1: <laughs> I do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, like I said, it's, it is different here. We, you, you mm. definitely feel that you're at altitude.
0: So moving on to, you, you mentioned before about the sort of training and so on, stuff that you do. I know you've got some, I think it was some group programs or workshops coming up. Haven't you?
1: We do. We've got some breathing techniques for long COVID, which actually mm-hmm. focuses more on the boutique exercises. So the people That are, okay, so I would consider myself a high-functioning, long-COVID sufferer. It means that I can go out and walk on some days. I can go and do a certain level of exercise. And then there are people that are literally horizontal. Their exercise for the day is getting out of bed. Their exercise for the day is getting a shower they have incredible fatigue and shortness of breath. So when Mm -hmm. we developed the courses, we realized that we've got two very distinct groups of people with long COVID. You've got people that Mm -hmm. are horizontal and you've got people that are vertical. So the people Mm -hmm. that are bedridden and less ambulatory, we did breathing techniques for long COVID. And then we've also Mm -hmm. got a course that is Breathing Techniques for Long COVID Athletes, because the athletes among us have had that kind of pillar of support, meaning exercise taken away by long COVID, and Mm -hmm. it's our hope that by learning to breathe properly, those people can then start exercising, and at least when they recover from long COVID, they'll be able to have that nasal breathing to help their mm-hmm. performance. So, yes, I'm offering it, yeah two, two separate courses, but they are both 100% focused on people with long COVID.
0: And are they face-to-face? Are they online or how are they We're doing?
1: going to be doing them on Zoom. So we're going to do okay. them actually twice a week for six weeks. They'll all be recorded mm-hmm. because we all know when you've got long COVID, sometimes you, you just are having a bad day and it's probably better that you listen to a recording. So mm-hmm. that's and we're going to keep the court the groups very small, because we want to be able to offer individual support because we're also very different in the symptoms that come along with long COVID. We wanted to be able to offer people individual support with their specific issues
0: and so you mentioned i think you said what twice a week for six weeks yeah. did you say yep and that begins it
1: begins uh november 6th the week of november 6th so i think we've
0: well and this, this is coming out on november 4th oh, okay. so we in two days time
1: <laughs> two days before the course starts <laughs> you know what we're so, gonna yeah, offer quick, We're going to offer more courses. So this is our first course that we've put together that we're offering. Mm -hmm. And then we'll do another six-week course in January. And we're just going to keep offering six-week courses. um, And then eventually, you know, there'll be a course available online that people can do at their own pace um, Mm. with specific breathing exercises for people with long COVID.
0: Are you... Well, are there many resources like books and so on for long COVID? No. <laughs> right.
1: It, Tony, it's such a new, it's been out three years. There's very, few, there's very few studies. There's very few books. There was very few guides. It, it really is something that has been driven by the people that have it. And obviously right. the people that have had it the longest are the three-year-plus when that initial mm. COVID variant came out. Those are the, There are still some of us that have still got long COVID. And once again, it's been driven by those that are suffering because it is stumping the medical community.
0: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Time is, time is moving on. So staying with books, but moving away from COVID, is there? A, can you think of a book that's moved you for any reason, at any time I in your you. life?
1: Before the podcast, it was going to be Charlie <laughs> and the Chocolate Factory. That's my favorite childhood book. But I think The Secret, the book okay. The Secret I read, and it talks so much about taking control of your life, and whatever your life happens to be at the time, we have to, as people, realize that we have a lot of control over the outcome of our day-to-day feelings and um, mind space and all of that. So I think The Secret was something that I've read over and over again.
0: Okay. Okay. If people want to find out more about you and the courses that you offer and so on, obviously all that's going to be in the show notes, but just for people who only listen and don't read, what how would they?
1: We have a Facebook page. It's called Long COVID Breathing. Um, we have mm-hmm. Instagram. And I'm not a great social media person, so I don't know what the tag is. And there's a YouTube channel. I think that's also Long COVID Breathing. All they, okay. Or we have a an email if people have questions about the courses we have an email longcovidbreathing at gmail.com so they can shoot us an email we'll get back to them with answers about the courses Mm -hmm. and i think i i dropped you some information you said you'd put, put it in the show notes
0: yeah, all of everything you just said and the other stuff you said, all of that will be in the show notes. Yeah, so. and
1: the other thing is oxygen advantage because we're both instructors, and if you go to the oxygen mm. advantage site and type in my name, and it will come up as I think that, I think there's mm. a link there as well.
0: Okay. Finally, just before we finish, Vicky, what if you got a quotation that resonates with you for any reason?
1: I've got a, a healthy. Quotation, and it's good health is above wealth. Another one applicable to, especially to me, because it's not until you lose your health that you realize that it is probably the most important thing that we have in our life good health. Mm. And that's why, you know, it's so important. The takeaway is that we need to doctor ourselves. There's no one more interested in me feeling good than me. And like I said, long COVID is tough, but it has taught me so many things. I'm, I, I feel actually lucky to have had it because it has taught me so much. It's taught me so much gratitude. It's taught me to look for modalities that will keep me healthy now and for the rest of my life and it's also Mm. taught me something that I can pass on and help other people with I'm in a very small way very grateful for the long COVID journey that I've that I'm still on
0: (laughs) and and what you just said there about being doctoring yourself that is a sort of proactive attitude
1: it absolutely is. It, it we all have we're all responsible ultimately for our own health. And there are answers out there. We just have to look for them. We have to be open enough to think, you know what? there is an answer, but I have to be invested enough in my own health to to go out and look for it. And like I said, that's why. I feel grateful for the journey that I'm on right now because it's opened my eyes to so many modalities that help us
0: yeah that's a great way to end the episode so thank you for I think really educating our listeners on what is long COVID because it's something you hear about but don't really know what it is especially if it's not affecting you so yeah thank You're you welcome
1: thank you for having me
0: Get ready to be enlightened next week as I shine the spotlight on the captivating world of red light therapy with special guest Wes Feifner. Wes will illuminate the illuminating benefits of red and near infrared light, busting myths and clearing up misconceptions around this proactive health treatment. We'll discuss how light as energy can power your cells, stimulate mitochondria, reduce inflammation, and accelerate recovery. Discover how to implement red light therapy into your daily wellness ritual for enhanced energy, performance, sleep, and more. Wes will spotlight the importance of dosage, wavelength, and power when sourcing your red light devices and steer you away from dubious products. You'll also hear Wes's insights on maximizing your natural light exposure implementing healthy light habits and the impressive benefits of combining red light therapy with saunas don't miss this radiant conversation that will brighten your outlook on harnessing light for whole body health tune in next week your sales will thank you and please leave us a review share this episode to spread the light